We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to... Oh, am I good? Okay, I can't tell. It's been a day. I've been headphones on so long that I can't tell if they're on or off. Welcome into a, another edition of Hand Raised Guys, presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm uh, Neil McCready, that's Chase Parham, with you on this Thursday night. Normally, we talk to Ben Mintz on Thursday night. We're just going to make Ben's appearance a uh, extra Oxford Exxon podcast. I think it's going to go up early tomorrow, in large part, because you guys want to hear the latest on what's going on with uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss and Auburn and all of that. And so we'll take your calls here pretty quick and uh, stay with you guys for a little while. Again, we'll make Ben's appearance. Ben goes through the weekend ahead in college football, the weekend ahead in the NFL. I didn't want people to be yelling in the stream about Ben. It's not fair to Ben. So uh, we'll we'll put – it's not. It's not, no, it's not, it's not fair to Ben at all. Um, <laughs> you're good. So we'll put, uh, we'll put Ben – up uh, a little later, um, we've got. Uh, let's see, up on the site today. I think you put up a podcast too, right? You and mm-hmm. you and Rippy did a podcast. Uh, Chase and Brian did a podcast. Uh, Tyler Siski and I did McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Uh, the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor is uh, is up, presented by LB's Meat Market. Uh, we did not have Pete's Pigskin Preview because honestly, I think I hit the wrong button. If we just want to know the truth, I'll admit it. It's been a week, been a long week, and um, Chase just walked in and goes, I'm tired, and I was like, I, I can relate. Uh, walk-ons, by the way, been, they've been great to us. Please, if you're in uh, town this weekend, if you're not going to Fayetteville or wherever, stop at the uh, walk-ons in Oxford, have a drink, have a meal, meal, tell them you appreciate them sponsoring so much MPW Digital content. We certainly appreciate them, hope you do too. They're also uh, at location in Ridgeland. As well, um, if you are uh, outside at all, you know it's gotten cold. Uh, it's going to be cold for a while because that's how it works, the seasons and all. So if you have not uh, checked your heater or you fired up your heater and you're having a problem, uh, get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in um, 
Hernando, South Haven, Memphis, those areas. Get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Um, I'm, we're, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. I'd recommend that you do it. And let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. This will be the Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase, what's going on at the um, Oxford Exxon? Still trying to give you a football jersey. We have one more opportunity to uh, to do that. You just go into the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. You make any purchase whatsoever, and that gives you a chance to sign up and enter and maybe win a jersey from the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss will wear, I guess, red or navy in that game. Um, since they're doing the 12 for 12 thing, it oh, yeah. powders out of options, I think. So I think it's red or navy. My guess is red with something. They don't wear the navy a lot, but I guess they could kick have, it back old school. Have they worn the navy yet? All year? I don't know. Okay. It's all running together, dude. I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Um. But yeah, do that. Uh, lunch specials tomorrow is spaghetti and meatballs because we've run up on spaghetti tangents in the past discussing that. So tomorrow is spaghetti, any size fountain drink and bread there with it from uh, from the Oxford Exxon as well. And uh, just because it is the um, the topic du jour today, uh, one change on one of our uh, one of our ads from the sponsors. I've been telling you about Style Assembly for a while, a women's clothing boutique on the square. They're going to run a special promo between now and the Egg Bowl to uh, help boost Ole Miss's NIL efforts. They're going to donate 20% of all store proceeds during that time to the Grove Collective to uh, help the reps, retain coaches, maybe players, that kind of thing. As a bonus, just mentioning the ad, you'll also be entered into the $250 gift card drawing that is to Rebel Grove subscribers and listeners. So, Donate or buy something, 20% off there, or 20% going to the collective as well as you're automatically entered into the gift card. There'll be another chance to get the wife, girlfriend, or yourself the perfect gift while also supporting the collective in the process. It's a win-win. Knock out the holiday shopping. Stop by the store on the square. It's 203 North Lamar next to Blind Pig and Frock. Or just call them, 662-638-3163. DM them at Shop Style Assembly on social media. Place an order. Ask... Uh, and ask that special someone to fill out a wish list to make your shopping even easier. Stop by today to support the collective. Um, all right, what are you gonna do? Just hanging out. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm, I'm brain fried. Um, are you really? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. From us. Um, Dabo Sweeney. Here's what I can tell you about Dabo. I, I do know this. Dabo's agents did uh, call Auburn, asked some questions, inquired, and mentioned Dabo. That was not made up by media. They ran with it a little bit too hard, but it was not made up. Makes you wonder if Dabo looks at the situation at Clemson, looks at ACC, and goes, hmm, I don't know. People always say that Clemson is Auburn with a lake. Maybe he's tired of the lake. Just don't see it. I don't see it. But then again, I don't know. I've I've tried to cover this just from one side. And today felt like an eventful day. And I'm not particularly sure why. 
Yeah, so let's let's hash that out. So we'll do that, and we'll go to calls. Since we left you around nine thirty this morning, something like that. Um, done a lot of podcasts. Also, since then, uh, the two things of, of note from really the Ole Miss side. I mean, unless Grind or Neil is aware of something, I'm not aware of anything really from an Auburn or some outside side at this point. No. And I've, so, paid, I've paid no attention whatsoever to any Auburn media today. I, I was too busy. I didn't have a chance. I had other stuff that I needed to do. Um, I had some accounting that you saw that I needed to I do. I needed to get that done because I'm leaving tomorrow. We probably should have like a spreadsheet or something, but it'd be right. We'll figure it out. There's a better way to do it. Uh, there's a, yeah. But I don't even know what it is, but I just look at that and go that there's the a problem with it is that you have to go back in the residuals all the yeah, way down I know. every yeah. time. And then there are, resi- you have to do all the math to figure out what the residuals are. Yes. So anyway, um, Richard Cross reporting that Ole Miss has uh, put an offer in front of Lane Kiffin that will make him one of the 10 highest-paid coaches in the country uh, should he accept it an offer. There's no agreement. It's an offer. That's where we are um, per Richard. Lane is 11 or 12 right now, so I don't know what it takes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the number is. I don't know how far in the top oh, 10 he would get. Number 11 or 12. Yes, sorry, correct. 11 or 12 million. I was like, whoa. Yeah, you missed that somewhere. Uh, rumor. Rumor. Don't know, rumor, big neon sign. For some reason, a number that has been floating around today that is probably is not true, but it's a podcast, what the hell. The rumor going around is $9.625 million for like Again, true, beats the hell out of me. Is that year one? Is that year four? Is that year seven? I don't know. Beats me. Again, just rumor, but whatever. Uh, There's a zero chance that that stays... Out in the real, I, out in the in the ether. I'm just talking right now. I'm just saying. Here's you know what I heard today. Here's what I heard: nine point six two five million. I don't know. Beats me. I think somebody said somewhere, maybe it was Borky or Richard or somebody said it's Ryan Day money ish, and that is around what Ryan Day is making. So sure. Why have a hustle today? Your opinion? Uh, it got more reels, my guess, or at least Chris Lowe's. Com- yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it was just that some things escalated to some extent. I mean, I, you know, um, and then I don't even know why. I, I'm trying to avoid even putting any connotation on this. I don't know why, but also some uh, some Grove Collective stuff coming out today, as far as uh, as, as an obvious thing because of what's going on with Lane, they have had a boost in membership from a corporate and an individual level at this point. From a go public standpoint, from a get get act proactive publicly today Big was step today was that. a huge step. Like like something something happened. Uh, I mean, again, guys, that would be before incentives in the rumor. But yeah, I, I don't. Again, I'm just. Literally, I got a text that goes, hey, I'm hearing this. Okay, cool, sweet. Yeah, Sounds he's, good. He's, I don't, I don't he's not reporting. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all, ser- all seriousness for a minute. He's, yeah, I don't know. Because a lot of stuff gets lost in translation. And, and um, I was guilty this morning of writing in the same voice. I was telling Tyler this. Writing in the same voice that like I would use words, vernacular, that I would use if I was talking to you, if I was talking to Tyler, if I was talking to people who I talk, sources. If I talk to those people, I don't feel like I have to detail things. And I wrote this morning in that way, and I pissed people off, understandably. 
I, I deserved I deserved the uh, beating across the brow that I got. That was cool. But the sentiment of what I wrote, I believe now, was one million percent accurate. It wasn't that they'd never talked. Obviously, they've talked, for God's sake. But it was, they haven't really gotten aggressive about, hey, what do we need to do to keep you here? What do we need to do to prevent something from happening? And I think some of that is because um, they, my opinion, sure, I don't really think they thought it was real until pretty recently. And then all of a sudden, I mean, look, it doesn't matter what I write. This is the truth. This isn't me talking bad about myself, nothing like that. I don't matter. My voice doesn't matter to people. They don't, there's, a, there's no, nobody cares. But when Chris Lowe speaks, now, I would argue you might should have paid attention to Pete Thamel a couple weeks ago. But when Chris Lowe speaks, you got to listen. And this whole idea, by the way, that, Chris Lowe is just a mouthpiece for Lane. That's, that's not exactly fair. Has Chris talked to Lane? Absolutely. But it's not like Lane could go, hey, Chris, let's do this. Listen, um, you know, that Panthers job is open. Why don't we use it for leverage? Why don't you say that the Panthers – I mean, he's not going to do that. He had to know something, right? Am I making sense? Yeah, I'm good with you. He's got editors at ESPN. Can't just make it up. So, anyway. So, after talking to numerous people today. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not doing this dude, by the way. He's out. See you, bud. You already done with one? Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, not doing that. So, um,. Talked to multiple people today and kind of take you through it. Um, I guess start where some semblance of credit. Chuck Roundsville reported that um, Ole Miss had exceeded the number in the Grove Collective, the amount raised beyond what Lane had basically said this this current cycle would be needed to be competitive at whatever level he is talking relatively. Um, and, and given a number around four point five million, I dug a little bit. I've got multiple sources telling me that the sentiment was correct, but that that number was low. That the amount that the football program had targeted for the collective to raise to be nationally competitive, or again, whatever relative nature they had determined for that, whatever Lane wanted essentially, was somewhere more um, in the five and a half to six range, probably somewhere in there. I'm trying to avoid specifics exactly because people get hung up if you're off by like a dollar. So just somewhere in the in the in the five and a half to six range for that. And that that it was though, however, um, exceeded by around a million dollars, give or take, a little more, a little less, whatever. So um, essentially, they have hit big milestones. They've got some corporate partnerships. I know there's going to be some corporate partners announced over the next probably week or so in the coming days. I think they are going to be more public with some of the larger donations that they get. If nothing else, here yeah. moving forward, I think there is a transitioning into a different realm of um, public perception out of the Grove Collective, I think you're going to see more, maybe not 
precise numbers, but definitely the the activity that goes beyond just member counts. I think at this point, they had really focused on member counts and pushing that up when the bigger number and the more important number is total amount of money raised and in hand for the efforts of the collective at this point moving forward from his football. So I think that that's, that's a, a, tra- a change in strategy. I think they've had a lot of success over the last few days. And, you know, look, I told, I said this on the board a minute ago that if, if Lane Kiffin stays, they did what he asked to make them whatever level of competitive he is asking for at this point. Again, I can't, I don't know what he is shooting for, but whatever that is, it, they they have they have done that. They've exceeded it. They have shown him that they are capable of producing that amount of revenue for the football program to use in whatever way is necessary. Right. Um, if there's another coach in place, that money is even more important. Frankly, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's. I, I mean, I, was, I mean, full disclosure. I was talking to Walker, and I said, you know, I it, it's program money. It's not coach money or team money. It no matter what, you need need money in the bank for whatever you're operating. I mean, Ole Miss is going to have a football team in a football season, whether it's Lane Kiffin or somebody else. So, it's an amount of money that is substantial, and frankly. Something that I don't know how big the increase is over the last few days. So maybe it was close to that. Maybe it was half that. I have no freaking idea. But point being, um, I thought that was a big step today. I thought it was a a notable step and just sort of changing what had become, because of Chris's interview, if we're just being completely honest, a perception of a really inferior NIL situation. And I think that at least in some ways this, this helps remedy that. Sure. I think they'll continue to remedy that moving forward with some diff- with some different ideas, and um, I don't know. We'll go from there. See 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 where it goes. You know, I said this morning. Um, I know of a potential candidate in the event that Lane were to leave, who's unhappy in his current spot because of nil, and it tells you that in this market today, look whether it's Lane Kiffin or anyone else. The first question they're going to ask about this job or any other job, what is your NIL situation? Because more and more coaches kind of subscribe to the belief that um, NIL is the most important thing and maybe the only important thing. And I don't know that I'm willing to go that far because I think relationships matter. Yeah, sure. But... There's still going to be times where you get into recruiting battles where the NIL is basically the same, and then it does go to relationships. I mean, at the end yeah, of the day, of you course. still, yeah, you know, of you're course. still going to pick deals. You know, and look, this is a thing that happens every, it's happened every year Lane's been here. And so at some point, again, like I said today, it, whether it's this year or next year or in five years, he's going to leave, and you have to have the infrastructure in place to compete if this is the environment that it is. Mark asked a minute ago, is this sustainable? I think it's a more than fair question. I mean, it's more than fair. I mean, I just, I do question the whole, I've never been a cap guy. I'm, I'm opposed to it philosophically, but you do start to wonder. Oh, dude, the sport I is mean, getting. I mean, the sport's getting stupid. Oh, and considering, I yes, I've been yelling that you should just lie for all week. That is a valid question asking me if I believe that to be the case. No, I believe these are reputable numbers that I've run across multiple people. I've, I've, I've checked. That. I know his sourcing; it's good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I've been yelling for two days. You just should make up numbers. Um, 
I also was told today why that is problematic here to do that. So, um, and and I got to defend my friend Chris Lowe for a minute here, all right? Because people taking liberties to just including one person. If I told you the name, and I will tell you later, you'll laugh. What? Someone got Chris Lowe's number and started harassing him with it. I mean, my God, somebody we know. Uh, we don't know the person, but you'll know the name. We're aware of the human. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, dude, stop. Um, Chris wasn't being literal with the ten times. He was doing a. He made a mistake. He would probably like it over. He would like to do it over. He was being somewhat hyperbolic. He was just talking to Ryan Brown and Jim Dunaway and those guys, and that came out, and people took it literally, and it. He did not mean it literally. Uh, Titans score, by the way, on the Packers in what is an interesting uniform game. I, I don't hate this Titans combination, all, all Navy. And uh, the Packers at home going with the uh, white on white with the uh, yellow helmet, which is a pretty good look. Oh, that's good. I like it. It's a pretty good uniform game. You're okay with this Navy? Okay. I, I'm okay with it, yeah. I'm, I'm, unlike a lot of people who hate the Titans uniforms, I don't. I'm okay with them. At least last They're not I, my favorite, but they're okay. At least last I looked, my wave was beating SMU. It was 14 nothing or something like that. Now. Is it 21 I now? I think. Um, still in the race for the Cotton Bowl berth. They need a loss from the Knights. Um, How about an Ole Miss UCF Cotton Bowl? Stop. I'm, no, stop. I don't want to stop. Stop. I don't want to stop. I want that. I'll be cheering really hard for Tulane to make the Cotton Bowl. Okay, like just stop. With I don't want to stop. I, <laughs> nope, I want it. <laughs> I'm drinking flavored water. Oh. It does look like a Dos Equis can, but it's does not. it really? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, it's a lime watermelon. <laughs> all right, we'll. Um, all right, so what we're gonna do? I'm gonna open up the phones. You guys can call. We I, ask us what you want to ask us. Say what you want to say. We're good. Um, I'm driving tomorrow. Chase has stuff tomorrow, um, so we're not going to stay like super duper late. But we'll we'll, we'll stay for a while. And we're also kind of just whipped. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'll be, I, I'm, I'm fully whipped. I'll, I'll fully admit it. Um, I'm I'm physically tired. I'm mentally shot. Uh, open the day irritated with myself and. Then I've had to kind of work through it, and so yeah. Did you see, we're getting one of those snowmageddon games in Buffalo on Sunday. Three to six feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about that? All in. Oh, sign uh, me up. Sure, <laughs> sounds good. While you sit in a warm spot. <laughs> yeah, watching. all good. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I always watch that and go. That would be so cool. And then you get out in it, and you're like this is not. Cool. Oh, it would not be cool at all. No. Uh, all right, let me uh, open up phones. Ooh. Is there a way to permanently kick people out? I mean, probably. So, anyway. Oh, yeah, they moved it. It's not going to be in Buffalo anymore. It's in Detroit. Oh, because That's of the snow? That. Yeah. Oh. Bunch of babies. I mean, what are we doing? Football. Playing six feet of snow. It apparently is going to be Did so, you, well, so you much. Well, you can do the hide user on the channel, not timeout. Oh, I did use hide user on oh, the channel. Oh, you did? Yeah, and he came back. 
Oh, well, it's not at his moderator. That would not be the That right, would not but. be good. <laughs> um, Jay Robertson says, I have a spare bedroom for you and Rogers. If you get kicked out of the sorority house, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to book something tonight. But I'm okay. I've checked. They've got rooms. They do? The sorority house? Uh, no. No, okay. no, no, I, no. God, no. Don't. <laughs> no. I mean, there was a point in my life that that would have been interesting. That point has long passed. Even at that point, you'd have been highly intimidated. Oh, God. Highly intimidated. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, people are like, I would have done damage. I'm like, no, I wouldn't have. You'd have broke out in hives. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have been, I'd have been a, just a ball of mush somewhere. All right, uh, we'll open up the phones. Let's see, I got to put that number up. I'm reading the uh, latest Auburn undercover coaching search. What do they have? I mean, should read it on air? Why not? Is that fine? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it is. Okay. Um, this is coming from Philip Marshall. Okay, Philip, I, I Philip's think. been covering Auburn for about four decades. He has. It's been yes, a, literally for maybe five. I decades. think it's Philip. I need to go look and make sure it's him, but I think it's him. <laughs> Um, Auburn has and has had interest in Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin. He has had interest in Auburn. It's true. What Kiffin does not have at this point is a firm offer from Auburn. According to reports, Ole Miss offered Kiffin a contract to pay him $9.5 million per year to stay. So I didn't even see that report, so maybe my number was pretty close. Uh, is Auburn willing to offer a long-term deal that Ole Miss can't match? Question mark. Here's what is not known and has not been known as Kiffin, athletic director John Cohen's first choice. Is there a significant candidate out there that's not been part of the ongoing speculation? If the reports are accurate, Ole Miss's offer has possibly left Auburn with a decision to make. The salary is not likely to be an issue, but if Kiffin wants a long-term guaranteed deal, that could be a different matter. Is Auburn ready to take the risk that is inherent in such a deal? Some have done it with other coaches and are no doubt wondering if they made the right move. The Auburn coaching search is unlike previous ones. There is no search committee, no trustees or donors are involved. <laughs> it's Cohen's call. What does Cohen think of Kiffin's – Jesus, Philip. Think of Kiffin's candidacy. How does Cohen compare Kiffin and Hugh Freeze? Does Cohen have a candidate in mind that has not been part of speculation? Those are questions without answers as the world turns. That was a big nothing. That was a lot of nothing. That was a lot of nothing. And just a week ago. It was a little, that was, that was a little soft. That got, that got just let's, a touch let's, soft. Let's pick that apart a little bit. Let's, let's go back in. Let's, let's go into. All right. Let's kind of take that, take that piece by piece. Okay. You may go paragraph by paragraph. Or is there something there toward the end? Is this 247? I mean, let me just, I don't know. I mean, he got brought to our board. Let me see. Caller, who do we have? Hey, it's David from Georgia. Hey, David, what's up, man? I just had a real quick question on the on the whole Kiffin thing. I know you guys probably are going nuts over it, but you said that Auburn has a lot of uh, like extra stuff they want the head coach to do, and that Hugh Freeze would be perfect for it, and all of that. Yeah. But we also know that that Auburn apparently has this NIL money that they've been saving up because they didn't let Brian Harson use it. Now, my question is, how many of these things do you think Kiffin could skip before they just stopped 
his NIL, his stuff to, you know, for him to get access to the NIL. Yeah. Like if he doesn't go to, if he doesn't go to lunch with uh, the Yellowwood guy, like three times a week during the football season, how many times can he do that before they just say, well, okay, we're sick of this and we won't, we're not going to give you the NIL money. So you're saying, no, we just heard from Bill Marshall that Jimmy Rain has been cut out of the entire Auburn family at this point. He's no longer. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Chase, everybody on the planet knows that's not true. So you, I live in Georgia, for God's sakes, and everybody over here knows that Rain's name. So your your question is how? What would it take for him to get harsened for the for the next? Yeah, yeah, like you know, because uh, they, they wouldn't let Harson have the NIL money. What would it take for Auburn to say, okay, Lane's not getting any more NIL money because of he's not, you know, talking to the Lions Club or meeting with the athletic director or you know shaking hands with the boosters or like you said going on a duck hunt with them. You know how how long would that last before they said, "Well, this isn't what we're paying for"? Uh, well, that would be the the whole idea is the the guaranteed contract, which is why I've been saying all along that you know for this to happen, they're going to have to really pony up. Um, and I guess at that point, at some point, you 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 put a contract in place that's prohibitive in terms of moving on. You have no choice. Well, Jimbo's. I mean, they yeah. can't do anything. I mean, they want to fire him. They can't. Not can they not fire him. They can't even make him change coordinators. They can't make him do anything. No. I mean, Auburn. It was just a question that ran across my mind because, I mean, like, you know, the boosters over there never wanted to hire Harson in the first place. And they said, okay, we'll just make sure you fail. And I'm curious if the Auburn boosters think that if if it comes down to that, then they ruin the guy's career. Like, you know, it, obviously he's going to have all this guaranteed contract money and whatnot, but he, could a head coach survive, you know, like, because I think we all think this is Jimbo's last stop. Could a coach survive with losing records for – five or six years because they couldn't afford to buy the guy out. Would somebody else be willing to take a chance on Lane Kiffin if he was losing seven, eight games a year at Auburn? No. I mean, I mean the no, guy's only I mean, 47 years old, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it would – look, Auburn's a – Auburn's a risk if Kiffin decides to do it. And I'm not putting this in past tense yet, and, and I don't think Chase is either. I'm just not ready to go there. Mm-mm. Um, I'm not. Part, it, it's a risk if he decides to do it. If if he decides to do it, it, it's in my opinion, it's his way of saying that he thinks that Auburn is a better place for him to position himself for the next move. Look, if he leaves Ole Miss after three years, after all that Ole Miss has done for him, I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, there. I know there's going to be all this gnashing of teeth. Listen, I, I'm going to say this. I told somebody this earlier today, and it's the truth. If Lane Kiffin leaves after all of this, he left because he wanted to leave. There's no. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, like, well, let me let me finish. My, let me finish my point, though, David. It's not. Okay. He, he's not leaving because Lane because Keith Carter didn't do enough. He's not leaving because the NIL didn't do enough. He's not leaving because the fans didn't show up for the Tulsa game when it was 97 degrees outside. 
He's leaving because he wanted to leave. He's leaving because he just yeah. wanted to leave. He's leaving because he doesn't know how to stay, if that's what happens. He's leaving because he just doesn't believe in it. And frankly, I 1 million percent agree with what Chase said a minute ago. The significant story today is not even about Lane Kiffin. The sig- yeah, it's about, it's about our NIL push since, it's, since all this crap started. The significant story today is that Ole Miss is willing to go, let's call it $9.5 million, just for kicks and giggles because we don't want to get in. Let's just call it, in fact, let's dial it down to 9 okay? Ole Miss can go pay a coach $9 million and can raise NIL up to $6 million. I'm rounding down in both cases intentionally, so don't yell at me yeah. about specific numbers. I'm rounding down. <laughs> intentionally relax if you can do that you can compete in an era that is about to begin which is a 12 team playoff if you can do that you can compete that's the story the story today has nothing to do with lane kiffin yeah and and with that with i i think that with that kind of money rolled up into everything you know the head coach salary the assistant pool salary the the NIL all of that stuff has got to roll into where you're going to attract a a well known head coach to come coach your football team even if Lane decides to leave. I can already mm-hmm. tell you that that is an absolute fact. I can tell you that is factual. So the- yeah, now I've listened to, I've, I've listened to all your podcasts today and you know it's like the first thing they're going to ask is about the NIL deal and are these numbers real? And that's just the, the coach asking. But I mean, I'm at nine million dollars a year. That, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yep. I mean, even for that top, what I don't even know what top ten. It's top, top seven. Top. It's top yeah. ten. As of right now, again, other coaches are get raises. Sure. You can't do it. Whatever. But today, today it would be basically like fourth or tied for fifth in the country. Nine million. No, nine and a half. Okay, then, then nine and a half. Okay, yeah. There's my that, that to me. That's the story today. It's right there with with Ryan Day, Michael Tucker, just and and, and also this is this is all happening before the new TV deal kicks in in twenty five. Yeah. Now I, so, can, I can tell you, I can tell you when the new TV deal kicks around, some of these athletic programs are going to start pushing back. They. They're not going to go to that next place where coaches make 14, 15, 16. We are, we are hitting a point where people in athletics are looking at these numbers and going, this is stupid. This is Well, I, and, and also, every, I think every, every athletic director in the country is looking at Ross Bjork and Texas A&M right now going, they, they screwed up so bad that they've got billionaires who can't pay the – Pay the buyout for Jimbo Fisher. Well, and not only that, but I mean, let's 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 have a re- a real moment for a second, okay? And and good for Jimbo that he's going to get all this money. Good for him. That being said, that being said, we live in a we live in a world where there's there's a lot of people that 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 are without. There are a lot of people that work their asses off to make forty a year, right? Forty thousand, not million, forty thousand a year. I'm 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 a I'm a lucky guy right now because I'm a non high school graduate and I'm I'm making around fifty five. So, oh, th- that's my point, right? Which is, in a world where, let's say Texas A and M loses to UMass, and oh God, that'd be hilarious. And, and and they okay, but hear me out though. They lose to UMass, and they go, you know what? We just this is this is not, this is not tenable. And they pay him eighty six million dollars to go away. You realize what eighty six million dollars could mean for regular people? 
I mean, at some point, and I think we're approaching this point, people are going to look at this and go, I get it. It's emotional. I get it. This is, uh, this is it's, it's, it's big business. I get it. It's the front door to our university, blah, blah, blah. This is stupid. The common yeah. guy is eventually going to win out on this and go, this is stupid. And like you read in Phillip's thing that, that he, or whoever wrote that on Auburn, is it Auburn Undercover? That's a new one. Auburn undercover about how what was the what was the line about is they deciding whether it was really worth it to give that contract. Yeah. I've been saying this for weeks now. Like this just became a big story in Oxford apparently today. I feel like I it, it proved today was a humbling day for me because I realized that nobody reads anything that I write. Because I've been writing about it for two months. I've said this was real, this was coming, the day was coming, Auburn was interested in Lane Kiffin, blah, blah, blah. But that there was a difference between saying, hey, we're going to give Lane Kiffin $100 million and giving Lane Kiffin $100 million. There's a difference between we're going to put this money in guarantee and actually doing it. It's like it's so easy. Like I'm a baseball fan, as you know. It's so easy for me to go, hey, Cubs, give Carlos Correa 10 years, $340 million. Not my money. We're just, great at spending other people's money. Just do it. And then seven years later, I'm like, hey, Correa contract was really stupid. We can't go get another player now because we're still playing Correa six, $60 million this year, and he sucks. I mean, that, that, you, it doesn't work like that. And so in these departments, everybody's just going, hey, this is dumb. This is dumb. Why are we doing this? Yeah, my, my dad's been screaming that ever since they started paying coaches three and four million dollars a year. So, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago. It wasn't, but it wasn't. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I was just curious and had that question. I know you guys probably got more callers you need to get to, so I'll let you go. But I was I was just curious about that and like, you know, what would they actually do that if he got that type of contract? Because. I don't think I've heard anybody else ask the question, and I was just curious. But I'll let y'all get the other callers. Thanks for thanks for taking it, man. Thanks, thanks. Y'all have a good one. You too, David. Here's one for you. If I have right. this off the top of my head correctly, in 15 years, Ole Miss say Lane's contract's right and he takes it for the sake of what the sentence I'm about to say. In 15 years, salary 1100 percent. Wow. Ed Orgeron made eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars in two thousand and seven. Incredible. <laughs> hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Lee from Florida. What's up, Lee? Great job, guys, on all this uh wild ride. Seriously, um, great work. Um, Neil, you've talked about that fit being so bad for Kiffin at Auburn. Um Saying he goes ten and two, you know, wins the next two. Yep. He goes ten and two in back to back years here uh, at Ole Miss. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of difference between ten and two and twelve and zero. I mean, in a twelve team playoff, like it just—it's not like he's going from Ole Miss of two thousand and eleven to current day Auburn. It just doesn't make sense. At all, and I know their ceilings higher. I get it, um, but it just doesn't make sense. And I really feel like, you know, with the this morning, I would have told you, ninety nine times out of a hundred, I felt like he gone, he's gone. But I really feel like 
you know, with the NIL stuff that came out, the interview with uh, Walker Jones, which dude killed it. I know he's been, you know, he's, he's, he's been raked over the coals a little bit on the message board, um, but he's working hard and he, and he, I don't know if you listened, but he crushed it. Um, you know, and what do you, what are your thoughts on, you know, where are we at? I mean, I know you've been 55, 45 ish, something like that. What do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I have no idea. That's not, I mean, you feel like it I, this morning though. I don't, I don't have a feeling. I don't, I mean, I don't, I think I just expressed it in a way that I don't know that I can add much to that. I know that's not great podcast, but to me, to, okay. Said another way, to me, I feel like Ole Miss has more leverage than we originally thought. At least a day or so ago, at least this time last night, more, it feels like Ole Miss I mean, is somewhat of a complete. Ole Miss spot. has done everything he's asked. They've done everything he's asked. They've done literally everything he's asked. They've he asked for something, they give it. I'm not from talking to people. I'm not sure they've ever said no to him. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean they. If Lane goes to Auburn, there is literally I don't know anything they could have done. Just move on. Go get the next guy. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, you know, I mean, and if, and look, look. Here's the thing. I, I, we said this. If he doesn't go to Auburn, and I guess if you made me bet right this moment, I'd probably still. I'm probably right around the same fifty five, forty five, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what that number means in my own head because my own head is so stupid right now. Um, I, I, I mean, I think he stays. But is, we're going to do this again next year. We did this after 2020. We did it after 2021. We did it after 2022. We're going to do it after 2023. And eventually it changes and he leaves. To me, that the story is not that. But I know I'm in the minority on that and I'm not emotional on it. And it's not anti-Kiffin. I like Lane. Um, I don't know him. I don't, I don't know that anybody really knows him other than a couple of people in town. I don't know that anybody truly knows the guy. But I like him. My interactions with him are very positive. I, I, I like him. Um, I, he's clearly a, a brilliant football coach. Um, Neil, your point is well taken that Ole Miss showed up in a big way to announce they can compete with the top five, six, seven, whatever the number is, yeah. whatever the top five. Yeah. They, they showed up and, and, and made that known today. I am disappointed Chris Lowe hasn't somewhat redacted, retracted, said, hey, I, I said 10 to 1, but I, I really meant, you know, it was a matter of because that 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 was I got that from buddies, and yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> sure, I get it. I, I don't. I, I don't. I've communicated with Chris today. I don't. I don't think Chris and Chris is not the type that lives on social media. I don't know that Chris is completely aware of just how much of a firestorm that created. Yeah. No. It it it, it did. Um, and it was. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Intentional. Part. I can tell you that he. You won't. Yeah, no, for it, sure. It, it, if you ever start another show, my wife calls you guys the handlers. Uh, she, can't, she always forgets hand raised guys. So if you ever need a second show, the handlers, um, that, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Chris is maybe the nicest person in the field. He really is. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think is there a nicer person? Like, Staples is really nice. Yeah. Andy's really nice. But he's more sarcastic, Chris, yeah. so you still have to get the, the, the win. Hey, who do we have? This is Drew in Madison. What's up, Drew? Hey, I, I have a couple things to say. One, there's a there's a there's another Drew, apparently, that 
has been commenting in the uh, Siski and McCready deal. That's not me. So I just want that on the record. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know who he is, but uh, he's making a bad name for Drews everywhere. There's there's more. So. Than a nephew named Drew. I know, I, I know that there's more than one Drew. We're good. Uh, well, there's just not a ton. I haven't met a ton. So anyway, just want that on the record. Okay. Um, <clears throat> couple things. I know it's a a calm night for y'all with everything going on. I really don't care either way. Uh, I'm probably in the minority about Kiffin leaving or staying. Like I, I'm of the opinion we've given him everything that he could possibly want or ask for. Oh, we lost him. I didn't do it. Yeah. Now I'm kind of curious where he was going. I am too. Call back. Call back. Nice, Drew. Hey, who do we have? This is Drew again. Sorry. I, not, my call dropped, I guess. Okay. Um, I was just saying that, like, we've offered Kiffin everything he could want uh, and, and everything he's asked for. So, I mean, but at the very least, if he leaves, we can hire somebody that's very, very top of the top. You know, it's not a big – I'm not really worried about it. Like, I would love to keep him, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know? It is. Um, if you Here's the deal. Like, I've always said this. If you're going to be a big boy program, you got to act like one. And they, they exactly, and they're doing it now. I mean, I don't know what magically happened today, but um, they're doing it now. So, kudos to them. I mean, good for them. I mean, that's that's what you that's what you have to do in this league. You 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 live in a in a at least for now in a division that has three superpowers in it. One of those superpowers is is dysfunctional, but it remains a superpower um, because when you have all the money, you can become a superpower if you ever get it together. LSU is a superpower. Yeah. You can hate them. You can love them. I don't care. They're superpower. Uh, Alabama, same thing. Absolute superpower. Maybe not, maybe not as much of a superpower in this era as they were in the past one. They still have a cape, though. But they still, they still walk around with the cape. Yeah. And and then on the other side, um, you know, you got you got uh, Georgia, which is the, the probably the the most feared program in the country right now. You've got. Uh, you you've got Tennessee, which is acting like a superpower and spending like a superpower. Um, Texas is coming into the league, which is much like it's Texas A and M brethren. They're 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 uh, lost and dazed and confused. But if they ever figure it out, look out. It's out of Matthew McConaughey reference. Good job there. See. Oh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> it all. Son of a bitch. Uh, Oklahoma's, I think, going to be at least a program that you have to reckon with. Um, you know, we we talked this morning about. The NIL capability at Arkansas with what's happening in, in, in northwest Arkansas with the growth. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure I'm leaving people. Auburn's, a, Auburn's got a lot of money, as you as you as we've learned yeah. this and week. Florida's not just going to give up. And Florida, nah, yeah, Florida's, hey, Florida's, I should have included them. Florida's working out a lot. Uh, they're they're, they're, fle- yeah. they're going to be flexing soon. So it's a, it's a, it's a bitch of a league. And if you're going to compete in it, you've got to be a big boy. And if you're going to be a big boy, you got to be a big boy. You don't get to act like a big boy, and and you got to you got to be one. And you know, here they are. So I feel like Ole Miss has done that. I feel like they have shown that they have the capability to do that. You know, but I guess the real reason I called is I was listening to Richard Cross and and uh, this afternoon. And they were talking about NIL, and somebody brought up the the fact that, like, the NIL whole deal, the growth collective, is like a, a fan tax. And, like, I've had friends, like, text them, like, have you joined and all this stuff? And 
I know I'm in the minority, but it's like I don't have a ton of extra cash to be thrown at anything. And if I I do have it, it's not going to go to that. It's got to go to like family stuff. And I just feel like it's just the universe. I, I feel like the NCAA has just totally, I mean, obviously botched this whole thing from the beginning. Now you basically have professional sports. And yet instead of the universities who are the employers basically paying for this stuff, you're asking your fans to fork out even more money. And this is kind of an extrapolation from what you talked about, Neil, with COVID, where, hey, uh, you know, we bought this 70-inch TV, and I don't have to, like, fight for parking. I don't have to pay for tickets, pay for parking, meals, hotel. I got it all here. I can just sit on the couch. It's the same type deal. It's like, oh, so after all the stuff I have to spend, all the money I have to spend, I don't know I'm going to get hated after this, but all the money I have to spend to just go to a game, you're asking me to pay more just so that we can maybe get a five-star cornerback, but I don't know what the money's going to. I don't know anything where I'm just giving it freely. And I just, I'm sorry. I just, at some point it's like something's got to change because it's like a fan tax. It's like, give, like, why are the fans responsible for that? I'm sorry. Like, I really do feel like something has to change or there has to be a cap or there has to be something or, or the collective has to invest that money where you get a return so you don't have to constantly be going back to the fans, give more money, give more money. We're giving a ton of money anyway just to be able to attend a game. What are we talking about? Am I crazy here? No, you ain't wrong. I've been – hey, Chase has been saying this longer than I've been saying it. This is – this is uh, – I mean, okay, let's take Ole Miss's number. Six and a half million. Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So that's 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 per class, right? That's per, per that class is, right now. Sure. So so four classes. That's rough. I mean, you don't have to spend it all, but sure. I mean, let's, it's, let's it's, say you do. You spend twenty five million dollars on salary. Say your team goes seven and five. At some point, someone goes, "Shit, we went seven and five, but we just handed him a little money <laughs> in the grove." I mean, if you're yeah. if you're at Texas, I mean, really, if you're at A and M booster today, what are you saying? I mean, they hit you up for all this money. You spend all this money, and you're like, I mean, no no joke. I mean, forgive my language here, but, well, shit, we could have done four and eight for free. I mean, more than yeah. an A-roll. I mean, so, I mean, at some point, at some point, if, if you, it, look, if, if, you, if you go to a, a, a car dealership and you buy a Mercedes, and the Mercedes drives like a Honda. Nothing against the people at Honda, by the way, if you'd like to advertise, we're here. Um, but if you buy a Honda, it's not going to drive just like a Mercedes, and you're going to say, but I paid for a Mercedes. And then if, yeah. if it drives like a beat-up Honda that's had like 270,000 miles on it, you're like, no, 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 I paid for a Mercedes. <laughs> and at some point, you're, yeah. be, you're, you're not going to be happy anymore. You're not going to go back to that dealership. So oh, man. I, I don't... Look, I mean, I oh. see in the comments, Drew does not want a good program, like or like it or not. It's the age we live in. I, I agree. Yes, I want a good program. But at the end of the day, I'm not so sure there wasn't more parity in the league when it was all under the table. It, at some point, it's like like you're saying, Neil. It's, it's I mean, yeah, I just, I, I mean, it's, and it's unfair to the wealthy boosters, too. It, it's not just a me problem. It's, it's unfair to, like, you know, the um, – all the, all the, all, however many wealthy boosters we have. It's unfair to them to be like, hey, you're giving to this. You want your name on the building here. You, it's like they're giving to the university, maybe not necessarily to the athletics department. And it's like, I want you to give 
the same amount to both or give it all to the athletics department. It's, it's going to hurt one or the other either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. <clears throat> and I'm not, I don't want to come across as the guy that doesn't want the kids to get paid. I'm, I'm glad the kids are getting paid. I'm glad they're getting theirs. I just, I'm watching these numbers and everything. I never hear anybody go, yeah, that's enough. Well, because the school's going, hey, pay, pay, pay. We need help. But they're not going, hey, we'll revenue share. We'll throw you a percentage or two. Yeah. It doesn't get brought up. No. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I keep waiting for a coach to go, look, we've have, we have enough NIL. <laughs> Let's take that money and put it into, you know, academics. Let's they call. They run a little low microscopes. We're going we're gonna to buy some microscopes. Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and start that stadium deal now. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got enough NIL. I'll make this work. I never hear that. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is uh, Corbin. What's up, Corbin? Hey, uh, so, Neil, you said earlier that you thought that the story today was the NIL and the salaries. And I mean, we, we already gotten open that box. So kind of I, I happen to agree with you. I'm sure everyone else does. But tell me what you what's your takeaway from all this? Like big picture. You mean, from what I was saying, I mean, just that if you're committed to be committed to be nationally competitive, if you're truly committed to be nationally competitive, then for the most part, you probably will be. I mean, Lane Kiffin's an excellent football coach. He's an elite offensive mind. He might be one of the elite drive scripters in all of any football, pro, college, whatever. Um, but I mean, he's not the only good football coach. I mean, there are other good football coaches. There, there are lots of really talented football coaches. And so if you're going to be able to pay like that, and when they ask you about NIL, which they do and they will, and you can say, well, we're very competitive in NIL. In fact, here are our books, and this is what we are able to do. Then you're going to be able to attract quality coaches to come work at your school and you know, you, you throw in Oxford's a nice place to live, and it's it's probably on the scale of, I mean, I don't know like how much more expensive or inexpensive or whatever Oxford is compared to Austin, or I, I don't know, beats the hell out of me. But regardless, I mean, you know, it's a quality place to live, and all of those things. If you can compete and you can um, you can be competitive with salary and you can compete with NIL, then you have uh, you have an opportunity to to excel and and to. You know, you're, you're competing in the best conference in the country and or at least one of the two best conferences in the country. Um, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Iowa. We're good. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you're able to – I mean, that's it. That's that's To me, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's not – and that's not – this is not a slam whatsoever on, on Lane Kiffin, but it's just the reality of, you know, I mean, at some point he's – I feel confident in saying he's 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 either going to move on or even if he say let's say he stays ten years, in ten years you're going to want to hire the next person. So you know I mean, it's it, you can't you got to be super careful letting your program just be about one person. That's a mistake. And so today I mean it feels like they made strides. It just kind of feels that way to me. Yeah, I think that honestly I'm kind of looking even bigger picture like the whole product of college football itself. Uh, with the, I mean, we, how much was it Coach O you said was making earlier? You, you, it was in the six figures? What was Is that what you said earlier? 70 or 880 in 2007. 
Right. I mean, inflation has hit college football like a mother. You know, I mean, at some point you're going to have to think that someone might need to step in and be like, can we get a little bit of control in this? I mean, listen, I know Tommy Tupperville is an idiot. Herschel Walker is an idiot in, in, in a lot of ways. But, I mean, they, they probably have their ear close to people who can make an impact, like a, a positive impact on the sport right now. Because right now you kind of have to make the decision like, do I really want to invest my time into a product that is just literally about as pay for play as you can get without it being explicitly pay for play? Or do I want to just kind of find new hobbies? Right. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, the NFL is a better product because of this, because of regulations. So what do y'all think about that? Um, yeah. I mean, the NFL, but the NFL is professional and they have contracts and they're employees and it's different. And student athletes aren't employees and they, the NFL's unionized. Um, College football players aren't, at least to this point. Um, you know, the NFL yeah, has... Contracts keep them at the same place. It's not unlimited transfers in the NFL. Yeah, the NFL has, you know, contracts that, you know, you, you, you play three years for the Titans and then your contract's up and, or they can trade you or whatever. It's just a different... It's, it, it's not... It's why when people say college sports are professional sports, I always push back and go, except for the fact that they're not. Yeah, there's a lawlessness to it. That they're kids. <laughs> Well, not even that. I mean, there's just in, – in the NFL, there are rules. In the NFL, there's a structure. Right. The salary cap structure. There's, there's you know, uh, in the NBA, for example, the, you know, the cap is a, is, a, is a thing that can be manipulated, but it's a cap. And so, you know, you have – and you have draft choices. And so when people say, well, college football is just like the pros, I'm like, well, except for the fact that it's not anything like the pros, you're right. And I get what. Yeah, I mean, when Lane says you know college football is professional sports, he's talking about one sliver of a. Yeah, he's like, well, the kids are now getting paid, and you know, whatever, whatever. Except there's, it's different, so different. By the way, uh, hold real quick. Porcupine Ralph says if Auburn is truly considering freeze, thank you for the super chat, very much, uh, Porcupine. He says, uh, does that mean he's redeemable, and we should too, meaning. Oh, I don't know. Uh, How bad will it hurt to see him win at another SEC school? Um, I mean, Ole Miss can't hire Hugh Freeze. That's just not a doable thing. You don't bring back – forget the stuff off the field. You don't ever rehire a guy you fired as a college football program. You just don't. I mean, I know people ask that question a lot, but no. I mean, no, you don't consider Freeze. And yeah, I, I I mean I told Neil literally walking out this morning. I think Freeze will completely behave at his next head coaching job and I do, do a too. good job. And he'll do really well. And if I he do. if if he ends up at Auburn, and I have no idea whether he will or won't, but if he does, I think he'll win there. And yes, I do think Miss Mississippi State would have won the national title with Cam Newton that season. I would. Hey, I'm gonna hang up. I appreciate the uh, thank you for the conversation, guys. Thank you for the call. Hey, who do we have? Jerry. Hey, Jerry. From Mobile. Jerry, how are you? <clears throat> Good. Hey, uh, I want to piggyback off what that dude was talking about a little while ago. You know, they've got these in it, uh, NIL collectives at all. This whole NIL pretext is that these guys are earning money off of their name, image, and likeness. Not, it's not supposed to be open bidding which is what it actually is it's correct yes it's so i got a. it's now pay for play. i got a solution to the problem okay 
in order to accept a scholarship to play college football, you turn over your NIL rights for forty grand a year, whatever. Everybody gets the same amount of money. If you don't want to do that, and you say, "Why well, can I'm worth more than that?" We'll take your ass to the car dealership, and let's see how much he's going to pay you to make a commercial. I I say the value of these players isn't the player; it's the shirt that he's wearing. If somebody doesn't have an Alabama shirt, they're not going to be worth a dime to anybody. You don't have any value with your name, image, and likeness without that shirt. Um. Yeah. I mean, now the I I, I mean I agree in part. The flip side of that, the argument would be, if you don't have great players the shirt's not going to mean as much because no one's coming to your games, no one's watching you, you're not getting the revenue, et cetera. You don't have – your brand as a university is not as strong. All right, you're going to take me down a deeper road. What makes a great player? Like when you go watch a high school football game, you might see a great player on the field, right? Sometimes, sure. But he's great in comparison to his competition. So that same player that might be great at your local high school might not be good enough to get on the field at Alabama or Auburn. Okay. So is he still a great player? I mean, when you I mean, I'm not really sure what you're getting at here. I mean, like what I'm getting at is like, I, I mean, every good player in high school who's the best player on a high school field. It doesn't mean much, but like, if you go to a high school game and you see, you see an elite prospect on the field. You, you usually you know it when you see it, with 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 rare exception. Yeah, but my point is, if you had a lower caliber player <clears throat> across the board at these colleges, let's say you started a minor league <clears throat> pro football. Oh, I know where you're going now. Where the where the quality of the play is good, but 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 yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if it's comparable. I don't know, man. I got to be. So, I got to be. Like, let, me, let me give you an example. I went to a really good Sun Belt game, in person on the sideline. Uh, the people at South Alabama were kind enough to give us sideline passes. We watched that game at field level. These are two uh, two guys that I really like. One guy that I consider a really good friend in Kane Womack. Um, that game was not as entertaining as an SEC game because the athletes are different. I, I get that, but my point is. Let's say you get the minor league football. The top guys go there. So you're ending up with your best players at Alabama or Auburn or whatever are going to be three-star types, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah. If, sure. I mean, I question. If that's all they have. I question who's funding. To go from. I mean, People are still going to go to the games. They're still going to watch it on TV. Is somebody in Alabama going to watch a minor league football game with better players, or are they going to watch Alabama? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I feel like we're just talking in fantasy land. I mean, no one's going to fund that. Is my point. I mean, this isn't this isn't where like the no the NBA can fund the D league. You, you, it's totally different where you can fund a, a you can fund a, a league where you have a handful of teams and the, and it's kind of a farm system. You can plant some people. You can put some prospects on it. It's totally different than a, a football. 
organization. So, but I'm circling back around to something. Hustle, because we got other other people. I agree with you. There won't be a minor league football, so those guys will sign off on their NIL. They'll take the forty thousand, and they'll go play college ball, and you'll still end up with the same college ball you have now. Yeah, I mean, it- so this would eliminate the problem of paying three million dollars for a linebacker or whatever. Hey, thanks for the call. Everybody gets forty grand. Gary, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. I mean, he's advocating for a cap. And I think you just heard why a lot of people just don't like the cap. Supply and demand, too. It is. Like, like you watch Bryce Young play. Sure. I mean, we really want to cap Bryce Young's earning potential. Now, I have a solution to a lot of it, and that is, and you know where I'm going, you can go pro after two years. I don't care if you go pro after one year. I, I really don't. It's cool. I mean, people are going to make mistakes, and but that's on them. And that's on them. Yeah. There's, there. To me, that's that's part of the solution. I mean, I don't like the idea of just policing the idiocy out of something. No. I mean, Bryce Young can play in the NFL right now. The truth is, Will Levis has lost money. Will Levis would have been a fairly high pick last year. Oh well, that's true. And and probably still will be. <laughs> Siski. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> um <sighs> Well, we got the stream. Anybody anybody in the stream worth mm-hmm. mentioning? I know we missed a super chat or two. Someone asked about your book, by the way. Uh can can yeah, buy your book in hardback? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think it's two lanes of worse uniform. The all-white? No, no that's SMU. Yeah, okay. SMU's good. That's clean. Yeah, that's a good look. Do you want to make fun of SMU the same way you make fun of, Van- of, of Vanderbilt when SMU just wears Dallas across the front of the jerseys? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I catch myself sort of liking SMU stuff. I do, so, too. I, yeah. I do, too. And so I'm like, you know what? It, it must work. I buy something SMU-related every time I'm out there for whatever yeah. reason. I, I find myself doing that. I mean, the pony on the helmet's a fantastic. It's it's it, it's really really good. Tulane is better when they incorporate their baby blue, yeah. with the green and the black. Oh, you got to catch that, bud! Hell of a helmet, but you still got to catch it. I know why you're getting beat twenty eight seven though. I mean, it's a good. It's a clean suit. Oh, I need to put the number up. I'm yeah, sorry. see, this is Dallas. I, I don't mind. You're okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'd prefer SMU, but I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. You're also giving the you're going to give the smaller schools more de- deference there. Noise, some woman on like the Highland Park City Council season, but you're actually here. Yeah, I'm probably so. Dallas. Yeah, probably probably irritate somebody. Hey, who do we have? I mean, Highland Park likes itself, so. Hey, y'all, this is Mark in Columbus. What's up, Mark? How y'all doing? Uh, we're good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Before I get into the NIL thing, I got to say something about what happened a couple weeks ago. Um, Real quick, I know nobody wants to talk about this, but I want to get your thoughts quickly. Like, I thought we played and coached tight, but it didn't matter. We could have played that game 100 times. Georgia was, was winning all 100 yeah, they were dialed in. They had home, and then it started to rain and all that. It it all went about as well as Kirby could script it. And, yeah, you, you, I didn't think Tennessee played particularly well. I thought the moment was kind of big for Tennessee, but I don't think it would have mattered. That football team lost 15 guys to the NFL, five first-round draft picks, plus N'Kobe Dean who slipped because of injury, and they looked like that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Nobody's beating that team. No. Don't beat the brakes off Ohio State. Yeah. They will beat the brakes off Ohio State. I think so too. You know, we I, I've had some conversations with people about Alabama and and a couple of in, in, in a couple of smart people who really understand both professional and college football said the same exact thing and so it made me listen to them. Um it was it's not that Saban has slipped it's not like he's some puttering old man who's like looking for his pudding in the corner. That's not it. It's look, in the past, a lot of those dudes that are at Georgia today would have been at Alabama. And now they're at Georgia. Kirby just passed him by finally. And you know, and then Jimbo's got a few on his team that would have been at Alabama in the past, believe it or not. It's the truth. And it's just kind of Saban doesn't have that collection of talent like he used to. It's getting covered up by Bryce Young's brilliance for the most part. But um, 
Kirby has at Georgia what Saban had at Alabama five, six years ago, which is just this atmosphere in practice where when they decide to compete and turn it on, they're unbeatable. They just, like, Nolan Smith didn't play in the game. His replacement got hurt, and you didn't even notice. I mean, I think we might, I legit might think we might be the second best team in the country. Oh, I, th- and I think it's possible, yeah. I, and that we don't, that team was just light. I mean, I, I couldn't even, like, I'm not even mad. Like, yeah, they're just way better than we are. So, Chase. Yeah. Think of this analogy real quick. The the NIL thing caught the NCAA off guard the same way that the Live Tour caught the PGA Tour off guard. And both organizations responded terribly to it or didn't respond to it. What do you mean? Like, that the PGA Tour just ignored it and slept it and and you know stayed under a rock. Yeah. When the lift thing came about, and they ignored it, ignored it, ignored it, ignored it, and now the NCAA did the same exact thing. They the NCAA should have done something about this ten years ago. Yeah, you could have. You could have. They wouldn't be in this spot. You know, pay them ten years ago, and you're not even having these conversations. I don't understand how well, these now. boosters and. But had they done and schools to come up? Had they? Oh, I'm sorry. True, had they done true nil ten years ago, we wouldn't have had this perfect storm of everything that has led to where we are kind of today. I th- I think that's true. You, and unlike a professional team where the owners pay, you know, they're paying the players, they're getting a return on their investment through ticket sales. You know, owning the team. What are the people that are donating this money to these players getting in return? This can't go on forever. You don't care how much money you got. You're not going to keep throwing millions of dollars a year at college kids just because you like you. Do, the money was going to run out at some point, isn't it? You're seeing that you're all I mean, getting less return. Maybe they thought like they, I think they thought there was this goodwill thing that would translate to sales in the community, or like they tried to convince themselves there was some semblance of tangible element to it and frankly there's none um you're you you're 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 seriously just paying i mean as i said earlier you're paying a tax and you are contributing to the success and how you feel when your football team wins and that's really the only benefit to it from that point that's it yeah agreed i mean okay thanks y'all I'll, thank you brother Bye. thanks mark Sorry about the call. <coughs> Damn. I mean, you're way better than you were. I'm better than I was. I'm just half dead now. How are you going to bundle on Saturday night? I haven't decided precisely how I'm going to attack. Did you order one of those heated vests? I did not. It's too late. Um, I haven't decided how I'm going to attack the uh the situation I'm, I'm i'm definitely doing multiple layers well yeah gloves some hot pads the hot hand warmers i'll be in the press box it'll be fine till the end when you go down to the field and i'm not going down to the field until it's the last you're not possible. gonna do the whole seven minutes down there hell no i'm gonna go down at the last possible minute 
Yeah, I put this on the board. Um, really, he did the best that I was talking to Tyler Jordan about it, and he told me it gets up to 130 degrees. So Lane needs to be careful to not catch on fire at some point Saturday night while yeah, he is on could, the field. You could burn your. You could, I mean, Tyler was like, "Hey, he didn't he need to be a little careful. Yeah. Little, 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 little careful." Hey, who do we have? Uh, Patrick What's, from West Virginia. What's up, Patrick? Hey, a couple things going in a different direction. Uh, you know, been watching the basketball team. Feels like we're a lot better defensively this year than we were last year. We have a lot more depth. Wanted to know if that's kind of what you've observed in these first three games. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, it's a small sample size. Um, they, 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 they're a lot of the numbers through three games compared to three games last year look better. Um, kind of some of the, you know. Off the sheet numbers look a little better. Uh, they're 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 more athletic, uh, certainly in the backcourt than I thought they might be without Ruffin. Um, Morell's playing at a really high level early. Uh, the the bigs are the bigs are okay. A couple of them. Um, I, I'd I'd like to see them shoot better. I think they're going to have to shoot better uh, from the wings to to when they start playing better competition. But, yeah, I mean, there's some things to be positive about. It's just super early. I, I, I would, If they were off to a bad start, I would be saying the same thing. I'd be like, it's too early to pass a lot of judgment. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see a little bit more. But they're, they're, off to a, they're off to a solid start. He's building some depth. He's playing a lot of guys. Uh, I, I, I like both of the young uh, point guards a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, considering that that Ruffin's not out there and probably isn't going to be out there anytime soon, best I can tell, they're they're probably off to about as good a start as you could have hoped. And you're right, they are a uh, they play really hard uh, and and defensively, I like some things that I see. Sure. Yeah, I think Caldwell's paid pretty well. I've been pretty excited about him. And then just uh, I know you've been obviously following uh, Kiffin and all these coaching rumors. Wondered if you've come across anything more with uh, WVU. Word up here was Neil Brown was getting fired. Yeah. Uh, they were going to fire him with the athletics director after they lost to Oklahoma. And then uh, the gift that is Brent Venables uh, spared him for one day. But I, I, I don't see a way he can survive. I don't know why you fired the AD if you're not going to fire him at this point. So and then I've been telling all my coworkers up here, you know, if you're going to fire him, who are you going to hire? No one has any idea. And if you think, if anyone thinks, like, Ole Miss's NIL is a mess, you haven't seen a mess. Yeah. I mean, the NIL they're trying to do up in West Virginia, it is completely disorganized. So I've uh, heard Rich Rodriguez's cut. I've heard Rich Rodriguez's name attached to it as they might bring him back in some attempt to just sort of, you know, run it back or whatever. Um I've heard Hugh Freeze's name, though I question whether Hugh would even leave Liberty for West Virginia. Um, and then yeah, I don't see that. There's kind of a feeling right now that, hey, you know, West Virginia might be one of those programs that had its day, but where they're going right now is not a good place. I can, I can definitely see that. Well, appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, I've lost a lot of hours at work uh, following the offense. So I'll be glad when uh, Kiffin either extends or, I guess we're hitting the coaching search. Where in West? But where in, then, hey, where in West Virginia are you? Are you close to Morgantown? Or are you? 
Uh, I'm in Charleston. Charleston. I'm in Charleston. I actually made it down to the Alabama game, my first football game since 2018. Oh, cool. Down in Oxford. Took my law partner. You know, I get watching it on TV, and I watch a lot of games on TV, but a really big-time football game, there's nothing like it being in the crowd. It, it, I mean, I had to get my tickets on the secondary market, but it was just awesome except for not catching the pass in the end zone to end the game. Um, but – you know, it was just a great to be back. I actually told my wife I'm going to commit to trying to do a game a year. I had so much fun. So, Well, hey, thanks for the call very much. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. You ever been to West Virginia? Nope. Never been? No, no, no. Um, Beautiful country. Like Driving down when I- you – go through Kentucky like you're headed down to Virginia. It's beautiful. I was just thinking about this, and Andy Staples had mentioned it on Twitter that West Virginia also would benefit a little bit just with the additions because they wouldn't be such a geographical outlier. However, still an outlier. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Sure. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Kevin from Florida. What's up, Kevin? Um, I have a question. Your opinion. It's not about Lane this year or whether he leaves now or, or, or whenever. I, I think he's probably, if he stays, he's probably got two years max left at Ole Miss. But again, this is not about him. Um, it's my understanding that the majority of, or at least a good portion of the head coach's salary comes from the Ole Miss Foundation, which is donor based. At what point does it make sense to hire a mid tier up and coming coach at, say, three to five million and divert those funds into the player uh, allocation, especially with the 12 team playoff coming up, you know, having a $10 million player budget versus a, a, a coach. And I get the Jimbo Fisher thing, but I, I have to say that's an outlier, <laughs> which disproves my point, but uh, a $5 million coach with a $10 million player salary over a $10 million coach with a $5 million player salary. How, how is that going to shape in the future, in your opinion? Well, the, the, the budgets, and I, mean, I can be, if I'm wrong here, somebody can help me, but they're not completely donor-based on that. I mean, it's, it's different, and don't make me explain how they exactly coexist, but the athletic department budget and the foundation budget, they work together in a lot of ways and move money back and forth. So you're, you know, Ole Miss has a hundred and I don't know, let's say a twenty million dollar athletic budget that is actual athletic department budget, not foundation, and that's where a lot of that stuff would also come through from. You would, it, 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 you would run into some issues because the university can't donate to the collectives; they can't fund their own NIL. So any TV revenue money, anything that comes through into that part would be ineligible for that, and that's a huge chunk of what you're paying a lot of these things with. I mean, I understand what you're saying in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're... And it's like, in some ways, what Ole Miss has done. I mean, basically, they have that question right now every time. And now, is, is if you're a good fundraiser, you're not telling donors where to put it. You're saying, hey, put it where you want to put it. But at the same time, they've stopped the, the stadium expansion. They've moved all this stuff and said, no, NIL, NIL, NIL. I mean, it's where foundations are in a really strange, interesting spot as far as how do they do their regular job or how much percentage do they do what they've always done as a foundation 
versus what percentage do they assist the collectives to take their donors and to fund that the way that it probably needs. That's what you're seeing right now. I mean, from a from a university to an athletic department standpoint or a foundation standpoint, they are using a lot of time and a lot of resources to help and assist these collectives in fundraising money. I mean, there's things that the Ole Miss Foundation is doing that probably or is not getting seen every day behind the scenes to to assist with that. So I, I, I think we're probably a little hyperbolic on your example, but no, it has trended that way to some extent already. Okay. No, I just what's your opinion. Appreciate it. Nope. Thanks for all the hard work you guys have been doing this week. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Uh, don't forget, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. They've been sponsoring uh, hand-raised guys all season long. We certainly appreciate them as you're uh, getting your heating system checked and stuff. Remember Comer and uh, Southern. They'll take great. Hey, caller, who do we have? Hey, guys. It's Austin from Pontotoc. Hey, Austin. Hey, uh, so first off, before I get into my question, I just had to say uh, you guys are in my prayers because I know y'all are working like crazy right now. I know life's got to be hectic with everything going on. So I'm not going to ask about that. So I was wanting to get y'all's opinion on the other news that kind of broke today from the commissioner, uh, Sankey. I'm sure y'all know the tweet I'm talking about. He said that uh, the divisions are going away soon. And it's going to be the East east and West is going to go away, and it's just going to be one big league. And I just kind of wanted to get y'all's take about what you guys think that means for the future of the league, just briefly, if you kind of give you a little bit of a breather from what you've been doing all day. You know, it's – I think we all expected that. Um, We had talked about it the other day when somebody had mentioned pods or whatever. It's not going to be pods. It's just you're – going to play a slate without divisions and you're going to play a slate of, of nine conference games, six rotating, you'll play everybody every other year, and then three permanents, and that lets, over a four-year period, you're in every stadium in the SEC inside your schedule of the of the 16 teams. It's the way it makes sense. I mean, because your schedule inadequacies um, across the league, if you're still doing divisions, it gets a little funkier, and it's where, if you're Ole Miss, you if it's what we believe it to be, you kind of come out smelling pretty good because out of three permanents in a league where you're just trying to finish the top two out of 16, which is a hell of a task, don't get me wrong, but it means that every every game really matters. And when you get Mississippi State and Vanderbilt potentially as two of your three, you're already getting a damn head start. Vanderbilt's on a winning streak. No, <laughs> you're only for major league. You have to win three in a row winning streak. You get a win, two in a row winning streak. Three in a row is a winning streak. The last time Vanderbilt, As Lou Brown said, it has happened before. Vanderbilt went undefeated last week. They were one and It's not how that works. I mean, you heard Lane Kiffin say, hey, we went 0-1. Well, Vanderbilt went 1-0. And did. now you're chalking that up as like some freebie. I'm just saying. You that's think, all. You think I'm, Clark's got it going? Clark's got momentum. You can feel that momentum right now. Who Com- do they play this week? Uh, Florida. Commodore Walk is going to be lit at 8.50. <laughs> did you take Vanderbilt to cover? I did not. I didn't. Uh, not. I took it, we, we live in a world where Vanderbilt is 1-0 in league play in the last seven days. Uh, this is this is a world I like to be in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They're 1-0 in no. play. 
man. Uh, well, guys, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let y'all get back to it. Uh, like I said, thank y'all for all y'all's hard work. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. It. Hey, who do we have? Alan from Madison. What's up, Alan? Uh, not much. Hey, Neil, first of all, A-L-A-N or A-L-L-E-N? A-L-L-E-N. Gotcha. Wanted to get it right. Because people misspell my name all the time, and I'm like, come on. So I wanted to get it right. Oh, I, I, hey, man, I get A-L-A-N hundreds of times. So what's up, Alan? Well, uh, first of all, y'all need to have 50 on tonight so we can talk about some football picks. Uh, his, what, what was that? A two digit favorite. Always go with the under. I think Philly got the over in the fourth quarter. Is that right? Um, you know, I, I, I try not to even listen to Tyler when he's in here. I just like, I, I <laughs> kind of talk to myself and he pretend that in my mind I pretend that I'm listening to him, but I'm, I'm really not. I, I just, like I pay no attention, and he comes in today with his mask on, his Auburn um, Letterman jacket and stuff. I mean, it's just the guy's a clown. I mean, what do you, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, uh, he he was hilarious today. Matter of fact, uh, you could have him on right now. He'd be popping rains. He'd make it rain. You think he'd be uh, off at eight twenty-eight at night? I don't know. I mean, look, you wouldn't want to rain at eight twenty-eight. He's nuts, but I'm not sure he's. Uh, <laughs> Chase, you look like you could use a rain, man. Uh, the half-life is that strong? The the rain? Yeah. Yeah. You, you take a rain at eight eight twenty-eight. You Still gonna, feeling it? You're gonna be you're gonna be rolling at midnight. You're gonna be good. You're not Hey, that's my morning go to. Coffee is out. Oh really? Rain? Nothing but rain. Just rain. Look at you. Is there a flavor preference? Red dragon. Without a doubt. Oh, oh, you're going with the red dragon. You're going with the with the uh with the 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 uh caffeinated uh rain, if you will. I mean that's that is that's like the bit that's the that's the one that's got the citrulline in it or whatever. Have you lost weight since you started doing this? I have lost three pounds. How about that? And I haven't changed my diet. It feeds your metabolism. Oh. Yeah. Uh also, Sissy probably needs to get ready for an ice bath. I don't know. I listen. Uh, today, today was today was not a good day for me, and I can feel it. I, I, I suspect I'm just in, your picks. Yeah, my picks. I, I, I sense I'm in deep trouble. Aren't you winning? I barely. So y'all are close. Yeah, we're real close. And Tyler, Tyler was like really prepared, and you I, did not feel really prepared. Oh, I mean, I, I think you know, preparing this week has been difficult. Wait, wait, wait! Just a second, though, fellas. He's got one pick where he talked about getting under on the Browns-Bills game because of the four feet of snow. You do know that game got moved to Detroit. Yeah, and, and he, he switched. He, he, he made a change. He took that game off the board and picked another game. <laughs> you, know, you allowed that? Yeah, because yeah, the, the news broke right as we were making the picks. Hey, Chase, I, I really think that Neil wants to go short sleeve to the old potato bowl. Chase knows better than that. Um no, I I I'm I'm not I'm not particularly excited about it, but I I've, I've got time. I just I need to survive this week and then try to get ready for next week. 
I've got Rams Saints under thirty nine. Ooh, Rams thirty nine though. Thirty nine, yeah. I mean, That's so low. Stafford's a shell. Might not play. Uh, the Saints is a disaster. I know, but I'm hoping that both teams are disastrous yeah, offensively and bogged down to like a twenty to fourteen game. Okay. Hey, Neil, at least you aren't uh, picking the Saints because you said you were done with them. Well, that's, I'm not picking them to win ever again. I mean, 21-7 <laughs> under. 21-7, and that's a doable score. Yeah. I've got uh, Bears-Falcons over 49. I like that pick. Uh, Chiefs minus six at the Chargers. Uh, I've got Ravens. I, I did it. Ravens minus 13 against the Panthers. Panthers mm. stuck, and they're going with Baker and then I've got Giants plus three. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I like the Giants pick also. And then my college picks, I've got uh, Iowa State minus three and a half versus Texas Tech. I've got Liberty minus 10 versus Virginia Tech because you know he's gonna, he knows eyes are on him this week. Minus 10? Yeah. Virginia Tech's horrible. Yeah. Uh, i got the Pitt-Duke over 50. got Kansas plus nine at home against Texas and Minnesota minus two and a half against my Hawkeyes. Hold on a minute. You took Minnesota? It's two and a half points. I thought you were going the other way all week. Nah, I just decided to change. Minnesota's going to beat Iowa. So you went from taking Iowa to taking Minnesota. It's a Big Ten play. You didn't have to pick it at all. I couldn't find other games, and I was desperate. Uh, he couldn't stand it, Chase. Right. Huh? Hawaii plays at 11 o'clock. Just uh, take the opponent. And I've got Arizona money line. Um, is, what, what is that number? 155. Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing um, 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 uh, Washington State. At- okay. Hey, they beat you. Uh, what about uh, – what do you think about LSU giving up 15, even though you don't like SEC picks? Yeah, I didn't like that line because if you told me that – if you told me that UAB covered it, I buy it. The only thing is, is that LSU probably had a wake up call coming, and they probably got it in a win, which is like a coach's best best friend. They 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 stumbled around in Fayetteville all day and still found a way to win the game. That probably woke them up. Like even though they won the the division and all that stuff, this week was probably a hey, we gotta we gotta get better week, and we gotta focus. And it'll be late at night in Tiger Stadium, and they'll they'll probably cover. Yeah, and uh, you remember when you said you were going to take the trap game against Arkansas back when it was three? Well, I got the trap three and a half. Oh, so you you covered. No, I I took LSU. You took LSU, and yeah, that was was a weird game. Sometimes Vegas is trying to tell you something, and you need to listen. Like, that was a – that was a weird game. Even though everybody looked at it when LSU's going to kill them, like the line never really deviated. And you're like, Vegas, Vegas thinks this is close. And so I stayed away from it. That's kind of like this hey, game against Ole Miss. I mean, you look at it on paper and you're like, Ole Miss is going to win this game by a touchdown or two. And the line has stayed two and a half, three the whole week, which is kind of Vegas's way of going, I don't know. It's going to be a I, I, Vegas expects a weird game. Well, how much action is on the Ole Miss game? Have y'all looked? I haven't even looked. I've been I've been goofy busy. I haven't I haven't even checked. I've no idea. Now, it, uh, is there something going on? Yeah, it's been it's been stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. Just some stuff. Brian had uh, Arkansas from the jump last week. He did. He was on them. He he thought Arkansas had a chance to win the game. So did so did Vegas. So you uh, oh well, learned. Arkansas should have won the game. Yeah, could have could have easily won the game even playing backup quarterbacks. So. It's such a goof. And they were even trying to make it even more cold by spraying water on snow. Yeah, if I were them, I would not have I would not have cleaned the field. I would have been like, hey, we're playing on snow is what it is. We, we didn't make it snow. It snowed. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right, real quick, got uh, one thing I want to want to ask you guys a question. Just hypothetical out there. Let's say Lane. Goes to Auburn, doesn't take the offer, or let's say he turns around there and, and takes the offer, then the NFL comes calling in the end of December, and he's gone. Who would you guys think would be the number one guy on the radar? Uh, I really don't like this because in the event that that comes to pass, I want to have some stuff ready. Um uh, a name that I heard today, a little bit flying around, so I think his name will 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 be thrown around is uh, Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. That's a name that will 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 certainly surface. Um, uh, I think you'll see. Uh, I think you'd see uh, Jeff Brom's name at Purdue. I think you would see uh, Matt Campbell's name at Iowa State. Um. Who am I missing? I mean, there'd be some. I, I, I'm avoiding two or three names. I just refuse yeah. There's to say a few names here. I don't even want to say. Um, oh, well, I, I'll throw one out there, just uh, just food for thought. Anyway, um, number one, you think Matt Rule is going to go to Nebraska or you stay stay where he is, or what would be the odds of Ole Miss being able to get him? And then how would the fit be? Um, I don't know about the. I mean, he's a very good coach. I mean, I think it would be good. Um, as for Nebraska, there's a school of thought that Pete Thamel was doing rule a solid today, listing him among uh, the, the Auburn finalists to help drive up the price for him a little bit at Nebraska. I don't know whether that's true or not. I've also heard some people say they expect Rule's going to take a year off uh, because he's, he, he's, his contract leaving Carolina is kind of complicated. But uh, I don't know. He, he's a really good college coach. He did a good job at, at Temple. He did a great job at Baylor. Um, kind of laid the foundation at Baylor when they were utter chaos. So, you know, he's he's probably a guy that could fit anywhere. He he, he his NFL fate was quarterback driven, like so many others. Um, that that's a player's league. It's a quarterback league. If you don't have a good one, it's hard to win. So, I don't know that I would hold the Carolina thing against him. Oh, I wouldn't either. I mean, you're only as good as your GM. In the pros, basically. Yeah, you're as good as your GM and just your quarterback luck. I mean, there's, you know, like, look at, speaking of luck, I mean, look at Andrew Luck, the career he had in Indianapolis. When they were, when he was good, the Colts were awesome and everybody was happy with the coach. And then he, you know, he couldn't get healthy and he retired and suddenly they're firing coaches all the time. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And uh, look at, uh, Oh crap! Um, look at Denver right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's all it's all quarterback driven. Hey, uh, we're gonna get to a couple other calls. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate it, fellas. Have a good one.
Frank, thanks for the super chat. He says, if Ole Miss survives this Auburn scare with Lane, are we going to go through this again when NFL starts firing coaches this year, or is it a year too soon, hearing any noise in that direction? Um, it doesn't feel like it this year. doesn't feel like it this year. I mean, maybe something opens up that's different, Yeah, but but, but I, it doesn't sound My guess is not yet. Like, you know, I, I think Lane and a lot of coaches would have interest in the Panthers' job, but they're not, they're not hiring a college coach again, mm-hmm. is, is the word on the proverbial street. I mean, I just – they had a th- – You usually th- don't do the exact same thing, just failed. Yeah. And Kingsbury is in some trouble in Arizona a little mm. bit, so that's not helping college coaches either. Tennessee at the half, up 14-6 on Green Bay at Lambeau. The Titans, and then the way blowing out the Mustangs. The uh, The two games we have on here. Oh, Detroit. Who's what game's Detroit? I don't even know. Hey, what? I think Troy's playing football right now. Is that right? Yeah. I can't find it. Beats me. I'll try the sports mix. We'll see what's on. You excited about the World Cup Monday? Uh, I'm gonna watch a little, but nah. Got a World Cup uh, preview podcast coming out tomorrow. It's a it's a crossover with Blue Wire. Got the Always Cheating podcast guys, one of the premier um, Premier League soccer oh, really? podcasts uh-huh. out there. Those guys spent a little more than a half hour with me earlier this week, so we'll air that tomorrow. Get your uh, get your fix. What did you talk about? World Cup. Did you? Yeah. Talked about the World Cup. Talked about uh, growth of soccer. Did you feel knowledgeable enough for that conversation? Um, I did some research. Okay. And I was a little better equipped for it than maybe I thought I was. I thought I held my own at times. Okay. And Because uh, you're walking into a an obsession there. Well, I think the key thing in that is don't pretend that you're the <laughs> don't pretend you're the genius in the room. Yeah. I mean, you know, kinda You're you're the host, not the talent yeah, in that one. Yeah. Know, yeah, know yeah. your role. And I felt yeah. like I did. And so uh that was that was solid. We did that. Hey, who do we have? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Luke in Pennsylvania. Hey, Luke. What's up, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller and all that, but kind of to piggyback off names that were mentioned, uh, what do you think about Dave Clawson at, at Wake Forest? Is he kind of too boring, or um, do you think that could be a name potentially if things go awry here um, that I- maybe gets some momentum? I think it's a name that you'd hear. Um, I've heard from people that he is super happy where he is. So I don't, I don't know what that means or, or what, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody's motivated by different things. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's a price for someone like him, but everything I've heard is that he really likes where he is. Yeah. That, that checks out, I guess. Um, yeah, I know you guys have been going for a little bit, but, I just wanted to call and check in with you, kind of just say thanks for all your coverage this week. Um, I've just been listening to all the stuff every day, so definitely kind of has you on the edge of your seat. But um, kind of like to piggyback off what Chase has said a few times, like I feel like the big thing that gets people super worked up now is like the reality that Wayne goes, you know, it's not just like losing your coach now. You know, you get – you know, Judkins leaving and half your roster rated and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're Oklahoma. Um, so I feel like that's just kind of like compounded everyone's fears and, you know, made everything kind of just 
way more hectic or insane from a fan perspective. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of just wanted to leave you with that. But, um, you know, definitely appreciate all your the, the coverage you guys have been putting out there and obviously do a great job. So, um, you know, I just started a new job. I listen every day. So, um, really appreciate all you guys do. Thanks, Luke. Congrats Thank on you. the job. Appreciate it. Yep. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you. I don't – I guess that's a lot of it is people are worried players leave. I, I think with with Ole Miss, it's just that they've intertwined Lane so much into the yeah. culture and the brand and he makes people happy and feel good. So he's complete – yeah, it, it's, it's – You know, it's the whole deal. I mean, they adopted his dog, for God's sake. I mean – he hung out on the sideline Saturday, just chilling. Yeah, he was. He was literally on the sideline, just looking around, being a dog. Being a dog. Being yeah. a Labrador retriever. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to the um, the the guy from the – The Wild Rose yeah, guy. Yeah, what happens to him whenever the day comes? Does he just – have to go to Fayetteville or go, go to Auburn? I mean, does he – what happens? Call somebody and go, hey, there's this dog coming over. You're going to need to. Yeah, got to find that one. Yeah, I don't know. UL Monroe. Hey, who do we have? It's Grind. What's up, Grind? No, man. Just, I guess, just following this whirlwind, man, along with you guys. So, what's going to happen, Grind? Tell us. Fill us in. Well, okay, okay. Let's can we? I want to kind of like lead up, lead up into this. I'm not going to take too long. I promise. Like you know, I know everybody trying to you know get in touch with y'all tonight. So starting Saturday night, and man, oh, hold on. What'd you say now? I didn't say anything. You're I was, good. I was blowing my nose. I'm, I know it's horrible, but I can't talk. Go ahead. Okay. I hate to talk. You know, talk about my Auburn people, man. But so after the game. Come to find out, there were some Auburn fans and I guess some media that were upset with the SEC network because they interviewed Cadillac while he was coming out the tunnel with the team and they wanted him, you know, they, they you know, rather the SEC network just let Caddy and the team have their moment. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is just – like, I understand, you know, I understand, it, you know, it was where, where they're coming from, but I'm like, I think there's just business as usual for, like, most coaches. And so – so you had that whole incident. Auburn gets the big win and whatnot. And then on the other side, on Monday, you had the owner of Tech telling his host not to sound so down <laughs> on the radio show. Oh, God. And, man, dude, when I tell you, he came in, he came in for an hour or two, and he was like, he was like, guys, it sound, he told his host, you know, Nuno, your guy. Yeah. He was like, man, it sound like, he was like, man, you sound like a mortician talking about the football team. And he was like, well, man, we've lost six straight. And he was like, but you're not part of the team. You haven't lost six straight. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, I can't help it. I feel part of the team. It was, <laughs> it was, it was something, man. That is, that is wild. I, the, the, it's, it's, <sighs> I wonder when guys do it if it's an act because you, if you do this long enough, right? You cover. Mm -hmm. We've covered. I've been on the Ole Miss beat for fifteen years. I've covered some really good teams, and I've covered some really shitty teams, and I've covered teams mm -hmm. 
covered some really mediocre teams. And the thing that is always the case is that after those games, I'm either writing or talking the same amount. I mean, so it, I can't. I can't understand how veteran guys who've been around it for a long time still get that emotional to the point that that like they're despondent that they can't. I mean, the only time that I've ever my thing is is still being emotional by Monday. I mean, even like by fans. Yeah. I think the only people that are still emotional by Monday are you know like diehard fans. Yeah, that's bizarre. I I don't I don't understand, and I wonder if it's an act. If he thought. Hey, our people are down, so I've got to make sure that I'm reflecting that mm-hmm. that downness. Well, man, it was it was something, and I, you know, he came and perked them up, you know, and whatnot. It, that's just an that's a very interesting just entity because I, they move as if like they're their own rivals network. Yeah. I mean, like they have their own recruiting rankings and whatnot. Is this? Yeah, I went, you know, digging deep into that website. Is this? It's just something. It's a lot of money, though. I tell you that they, you know, they getting paid over there. We've paid a lot of attention to them over the years. Um, I've I've watched them a lot. I've I've talked to people over there. I've I've kind of studied them a little bit. I find a lot of the things that they do to be quite interesting and uh, in a good way. And they have a cool setup right across from uh, Kyle Field there. And uh, obviously, they've got a lot of resources. They sell a lot. They they've they've done. They've done uh, really strong NIL-related stuff that has been well done. And uh, let me ask you this: do you, do you think it's possible to to do it? They to be to be at that level without leaning Homer as, as they do. That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, depends on the school. Yeah, it depends on the school, and depends on you've got to be consistent, and uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, I. We, it's a good question. It's a. It's a really good. I don't. I don't know the answer to it. Okay, I was. I was just putting it out there. Yeah. No. It's. It's. A, and then. Very good question. It, oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, man, like, like, look. I'm gonna let you guys know now. Y'all are great at what y'all do. I love you know just the way that you guys not just you know report on Ole Miss, just college football and all sports in general. Like I told you, it was intriguing to me when I first found you guys, and it's you know it's kept me kept me gravitated towards you guys. So you know, obviously, what you guys are doing is working, not just for the you know Ole Miss fan, but you know people that you know kind of like Ole Miss, but also college football in general. So we appreciate you too. You know that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, just with this Lane Kiffin stuff, man, this Chris Lowe reporting. I'm glad you brought it up this morning because the. The tweet about the NIL thing, I thought that was interesting as well. But it's, there was some phrasing. I'm not sure if it was that tweet or the other tweet where Chris Lowe was basically saying how, you know, Kiffin is a guy. He was basically trying to put it out to the, you know, to the people that, hey, Kiffin is this guy that's diligent with his decisions and he's not this guy that's quick to move. And it felt like, as I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it felt like something as if he was trying to write as if, like, I'm not going to say he's leaving, but as if, hey, if he does, don't let this be, you know, the narrative that, hey, Lane never stays anywhere for X amount of time. You know, he's actually not that guy. Yeah. I. I, What do you guys think about that? I read it, and 
my initial thought was, if I'm being honest, was, uh, oh, he's sort of prepping for the breakup. Um, that that's how I read it at first. Um, and then I read it. Some some people said he, they read it, and hey, look, this could end up being correct today. I I don't really know that we know the answer, but that it was kind of a a last ditch plea to the people at Ole Miss like look I want to stay but I, I'm not staying if you don't put the NIL money in place for us to be able to compete I want to compete um mm-hmm. and then like we know stuff that we haven't said not not like breaking news shattering stuff but you know just stuff that people who kind of know him have told us he's not a yeah. he's not a super emotional guy so I don't I, I don't think this is – I don't think he's sitting there like – and I could be wrong, and Chase might completely disagree with me. I don't think he's sitting there just uh, grit, just dying a, a, a slow death over, oh, God, I'm going to break mm-hmm. some hearts here. If I leave, people are going to be devastated. I just don't think he thinks like that. I, I, I think he he wants to he wants to win. He wants to compete. I mean, people are like – I've heard people go, you know, you win eight, nine, ten games a year at Ole Miss. You can stay forever. It's true. But I don't think I don't think he thinks like no. that. That's not him. And you know, so no. I know that I know that from talking to people that he has some real reservations about Auburn. It's its situation um, as it pertains to uh, Georgia being on the every year schedule. Uh, as it mm-hmm. was about the booster issues. He, he, I mean, he's been in the profession. I, I asked him point blank the morning that Auburn fired uh, Brian Harson. His thoughts about a coach only getting a year and a half. I mean, Lane Lane knows the score there, and so if he does it, he knows there's risk involved. He knows, per people who have talked to him, he knows that it is not an ideal fit for him. So, I I don't I don't get the sense that it's like some super dis- easy decision, and I also don't think uh, that as of this moment he has a decision to make because I am absolutely convinced Auburn has not offered Lane Kiffin the job. And as of last night, I don't think that for all the reporting that Lane Kiffin is choice number one, and by the way, I think he probably is, I don't get the sense from talking to people who are pretty dialed in, I don't get the sense that Auburn vis-a-vis John Cohen has made the decision that yes, Lane Kiffin is the guy we're going to offer this job to. I I, I still think they're thinking about other people. I agree. If I think if if we're like from Auburn's perspective, does Auburn have a contract drawn up for Lane? Yes. Have they presented it to Lane? No. Do they have a contract drawn up for other people? Yes. That's what, I think there's probably a, like an like on John Cohen's desk, there's probably like four or five contracts for different people. Yeah, I mean, are term sheets? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, I don't think it's going to be Lane Kiffin. I don't think Lane, like you guys say, I don't think Lane Kiffin fits. And just right now, I don't think Lane. I know what you guys say, he's competitive and what, what. But, man, as of right now, Auburn is a challenge. I don't think Lane, like, taking on Ole Miss was a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, to get Ole Miss where they are right now was a challenge. Yeah. And he's he, and now, would be, are, he are you, you know what I mean? Square one. Yeah, because the Auburn roster is trash. He's, he's going back to – he's got to completely rebuild a roster inside the, inside the SEC West. And it's, mm-hmm. it's 
kind of starting over and no, it would be a lot of work. And I mean, look, nobody's going, I don't think, I, I bet against it. I don't, I don't think anybody's going 10 and two at Auburn next year. So, you know, Oh no, no, no. Oh, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of restarting and, you know, I mean, is everybody going to be patient? Is everybody going to going to still love him and think he's funny and cute when he's six and six or seven and five? Those are all questions that I'm sure rattle through his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. As of right now, I don't even have a prediction on who who Auburn's coach is going to be. I just I just don't think he's the guy who everybody thinks is the front runner right now. It's just in my opinion. But I'm gonna let you guys keep on taking calls and uh, shoot. I'm gonna keep enjoying the show, man. I hope you guys have a good one. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate Thanks, you. I have no idea who it'll be if it's not Lane. I'd bet against Lane at this point, but I'd, I'd hedge it. I I think I'd bet on Freeze, but I'd hedge it. Talked to two people today. One gave Ole Miss a very – gave them a slight to mild advantage, and one was coin flip with maybe Auburn a little leaning. Yeah. Okay. Beats me. The nine o'clock hour. Hey, caller, you're you're the last one. Appreciate you. How are you? Who's this? This is a uh, glass face. How are you guys? Hey, glass. This is kind of Ole Miss and Auburn a little bit. Is is some of the reporting can't people come out with Kiffin? I got Auburn family that are fans, and I mean they're pretty much all convinced it's Kiffin, and would be kind of pissed if it wasn't. Really pissed if it wasn't. And they kind of think that's the center around Auburn fan base. I mean that's he isn't the guy that's kind of partially maybe pissed off the whole fan base. It's not him. And a lot of them are not even thrilled with Hugh. It was even Hugh. Say that last part again. That they they really don't even want Hugh as a, as, as a backup after everything. Yeah. Um, and there's look, a segment that doesn't. There's a segment that doesn't. And it, it, it's, it's possible that, you know um, – it's possible that Cohen is using a couple of high-profile names as cover um, and allowing the media just to talk about Hugh Freeze and, and Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, uh, for the better part of a week and a half. They've got to get to next Saturday. They don't want to do anything before the, uh, the, the Iron Bowl, but they want to do something fairly quickly after it is what I was told. And, um, you know, if maybe there's another candidate out there that they need to keep it really, really quiet and – you know, in their eyes, hey, if we let Kiffin and, and Freeze have all the pub for a week and uh, kind of move on to to another candidate because you don't you decide you can't get one of those or don't get either of them or decide not to offer either of them, maybe that's the the, the cover that you need. I, I I just don't know. I don't I don't know whether Cohen's that conniving and smart or not. I have no idea. And with almost a bit, I get, I get the freak out what Lane's doing and all, but. Being the SEC, the money there is now to act like the people saying they're going to not give any more. They're done with sports. I mean, let's say the number's real. You said the 9.5. Paying that, I mean, there's a lot of coaches you're going to be able to get at, say, $9 million, 9.5. Where do that number is they're willing to go to? Of course. I mean, there's, I mean, there's tons. I mean, I like just, you're going back to six and six and can't get a coach. I mean, that's just, that's ludicrous. Of course. It's, it's absolutely, the, the idea that, to me, and we said this at the beginning of the show as we start to wrap, I, to me it's the significant part of today. If everything that's being reported is true, and I think we think it is, that 
Ole Miss is willing to go to nine point whatever with Lane Kiffin and that NIL is up to six point whatever million right now. Those are significant numbers. And those are numbers that are reflective of commitment. And if you are indeed that committed to the sport and not just to one particular person, um, that's a good sign in terms of, of your future. To me, that's the significant part of the story. Because look, at the end of the day, and I said this earlier, you can't make Lane Kiffin want to stay. I mean, you're not going to go over there and tie him down and go, you're going to want to stay, damn it. Right? Right? I mean, that's not going to work either. All you can do is make yourself as attractive as you can, and he'll either want to stay or he'll want to leave. And it's a free country, mostly. He can do what he wants. I mean, all you can do is put the best foot forward, and I think they're in the process of doing that. And, you know, they've got, I don't know, I mean, 10 days until – the iron, nine days or whatever till the Iron Bowl is played, and when it's over, Auburn's going to do something, and then you go from there, I guess. And you got to prepare yourself for Lane leaving anyway. I mean, he's leaving no matter what in two or three years. I mean, if, if I'm the he's here over. If I'm the, the I mean, uh, if I'm not to interrupt you, Glass, but if I'm the AD, I'm prepared at all times. I, I've always got a sheet. I know buyouts. I know agents. I'm ready to roll at all times. I wrote this weeks ago. If I were if I were Keith Carter, and I'm not, but if I were, I would have been approaching this all along as like, okay, I'm gonna do everything I can to keep him, and I'm gonna be prepared, super prepared, because in this era, and Tyler talked about this on McCready and Siski, and he's right. In this era, with the transfer portal starting on December the fifth, you cannot drag out a coaching search. You got to go. And kind of last thing is Kiffin being here. They when they got Kiffin, tractability Ole Miss from that time to now is astronomical. I mean, it's the tractability is, is way higher. To think you can't get another coach, I mean, I just don't get it. I don't think like that. They want you to talk. Oh, I mean, it's elevated. It's 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 elevated the profile. I mean, yeah, it, it's. I mean, you, the list of coaches that Keith Carter would have on his desk today versus nineteen, completely different. In a lot of ways. I mean, and frankly, even today was a proof of concept. I mean, even today was a, a situation where you see public numbers that are accurate from the Grove Collective to an extent. I mean, they're estimated, but close enough. You see a contract out there that, you know, you have reports of nine five, nine six, whatever it is. I mean, that's that's the equal amount of money that Brian Kelly, basically what Dabo Swinney's making. I mean, it, that, that, that's where you're at from – a salary offer to your head coach. So, no, you laid that all on the table where if your coach left, I mean, you basically write a press release and go, hey, we have this, 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 and this. We're open for business, national coaching search. Go. And you know what? Last Boom. thing, we haven't talked about this at all. When you pay that money to Lane Kiffin or whoever, you're paying for those results. We well, yeah, had no, seven and five is no longer acceptable. Eight and four is not acceptable yeah. at that number. At that number, it's nine million, nine wins at least. Yeah. I mean, that means you go into every season minimum nine and three. Which is new territory. Yeah, that's a – And given the roster that Ole Miss has right now, there's a lot of dead weight on that roster. Go go look at it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of work. It's the be. one thing the snap counts tell you every week is you go, wow, they only played 14 dudes. Yeah, there's a lot of work to is. be done on offense and on defense. Yeah. Lots. Yeah, so 
Hey, thanks for the call. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good night. Uh, we're going to wrap it there. Uh, appreciate everybody who called. Been with you guys for a couple of hours. Um, again, tomorrow uh, we'll have Ben Mintz. We'll have that uh, Oxford Exxon uh, podcast special edition with Ben. About 40 minutes to go through the uh, the week end ahead in college football and in the NFL like we do every single week. Um, I've got a World Cup preview coming uh, to you tomorrow as well. We'll put that in the feed. And uh, we'll have this show in podcast form a couple of hours long on uh, this one right at two hours, in, as a matter of fact. So uh, a lot of content for you if you're driving to uh, Fayetteville like I am. Be careful. Give you some stuff to listen to. And uh, obviously we'll be following – this story, I don't expect any breaking news on this tomorrow. Um, I really don't. I think there will be questions asked of Kiffin post game Saturday, win or lose. I'll be in Fayetteville. I'll have coverage of uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas. We'll get back on Sunday for a quick week and uh, get started with another week of Thanksgiving week edition of Oxford Exxon podcast. We haven't even talked about our schedule. We'll figure it out. Um, probably, yeah, we'll, I have no idea. We'll, we'll figure it out, and uh, we'll be back with you guys on uh, Monday morning. So until then, actually, I forgot. Chase will have a postgame show on oh, Saturday yeah. night, MPW Digital postgame show presented by Dead Soxie. That will be up on um, late Saturday, oh, early God. Sunday morning. So we'll have content uh, for you over the course of the weekend. And so until then, for Chase, I'm Neil. Again, thanks to Comer. Thanks to Southern. Thanks to all of you guys for calling in. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.